0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Tiering Apologetics. Super pumped you are joining us today to have Dr. Andrew Benner. We're going to be talking about one of his recent papers called Metaphysical Foundationalism and Theoretical Unification. Uh, so we're talking about, like, God and grounding and facts and all kinds of fun stuff. So, Andrew, thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I guess it's the Fourth of July evening over in Hong Kong, right? Uh,
1: yeah, it is. Um, probably no fireworks, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing well.
0: Yeah, right on. I'm super pumped for this conversation. We're going to be talking about, like, metaphysical foundationalism, theoretical unification, some big words there, but a lot of fun stuff. Um, So do you want to talk about like a little bit about who you are and like why you're interested in topics like this paper that you wrote?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, So as you said, my name is Andrew Brenner. I am a philosopher here in Hong Kong at Hong Kong Baptist University. I mostly work in metaphysics, which is the area of this paper. Uh, But I work in some other areas too, like philosophy of religion, philosophy of science, philosophy of mind, uh, some other stuff. Um, so this particular paper is on a topic which philosophers talk about a lot uh, right now mm-hmm. over the past 15 years or so, grounding. Um, and on some issues which come up in discussions of grounding. Uh, uh, so, so you ask like, why would I work on a subject like this? Well, I said I worked in metaphysics, right? And in mm-hmm. academic philosophy and metaphysics right now, you know, grounding is, you know, people talk about it a lot, right? So it's just, yeah. you know, it's a topical thing. And um, I just had some ideas, which I thought were interesting and I explored in this particular paper. Uh, yeah, so it's not a very interesting <laughs> background for why I'm interested in the subject. It's just, I had an idea and uh, I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. So that, mm-hmm. that's,
0: yeah. Well, not every paper needs like this amazing story where you yeah. like, fell in love with it and it's like a gazillion years in the making. Yeah, it's, right. it's I have
1: to publish or I'll be fired, right? So I got to publish something, right? <laughs> Uh, so I published this. Go. That's the story. That's the background. Um, yeah. So, so uh, maybe no, you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was. I, I assume you're going to say maybe I should introduce the topic of the paper a little. Yeah, more. Yeah, I was going to um, ask you like,
0: what is my, like, what is the topic? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I mentioned grounding a second ago. So grounding is just this phenomenon that's actually kind of ubiquitous. Okay, it's kind of like causation. Um, Some philosophers think it is a type of causation, but most think it's not. So in causation, one thing causes another, right? So uh, I touch a fire that causes me to feel pain. Okay, so grounding is kind of like that. Some things make other things be the case, but it seems like it's not really causation. Um, Grounding is kind of hard to define, but you can give a bunch of examples and I think people kind of get the idea. So uh, for example, we seem to have grounding and morality. Like, why is this action morally wrong? Well, because it has certain features, right? In virtue of the fact that it has certain features. So like, why is it wrong to kill me, right? Uh, well, because you would be depriving me of my future or something like that. Um, that seems like grounding. So something makes it the case. So something makes it wrong to kill me. And what's that thing? It's that if you kill me, um, you would deprive me of my future. Okay, or we're uh, gonna have, um, Simple logical examples, right? So there's disjunctions, P or Q, either this or that is the case, right? Like either the sky is blue or um, or uh, or I'm, I'm 80 years old, okay? So that statement is true, um, but why is it true? Well, we can use grounding here. Um, the truth of that statement, either the sky is blue or I'm 80 years old, it's grounded in the fact that the sky is blue, okay? Um, it's true in virtue of the fact that the sky is blue. Or you could say something similar with conjunctions, A and B, okay? So uh, the sky is blue and um, you know, I live in Hong Kong, okay? Uh, both of those things are true, so the conjunction of them is true. Um, and uh, the truth of the conjunction is grounded in those two things that are the case. Um, it's grounded in the fact that the sky is blue and the fact that I live in Hong Kong. Or uh, just, maybe just one or two more examples. Um, a lot of people, most people believe there's such material objects as computers and TVs, tables, dogs, and so on. Uh, so uh, consider some table, why does the table exist? Or you could say its existence is grounded in the existence of its parts. Its parts exist, they're arranged a certain way, so they ground the existence of the table. So this is another example of this phenomenon grounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we have one more example, a lot of people think, um, Mental properties are grounded in physical properties, OK? So um, you have uh, some physical properties of your brain, neurons firing, stuff happening in there, and this grounds your mental states, OK? You have certain mental states because you have these physical properties in your brain, right uh, So one more example of grounding. So again, hard to define what grounding is, but uh, it's usually pretty easy to get the idea across with some examples. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or sorry, maybe one more famous example. So in the *Euthyphro* dialogue, Plato um, asked this question, is something pious because the gods love it or do the gods love it because it's pious, right? Mm-hmm. Some action like worshiping the gods or something. Uh, that seems to be a question about grounding. Is, um, uh, is one thing grounded in this thing or is it the other way around, right? Is the action being pious, grounded in the gods loving it, or is the gods loving it grounded in the action being pious? Um, Yeah, okay, so one more famous example. So that's the general topic of the paper, grounding. More specifically, I talk about metaphysical foundationalism, a certain thesis about grounding. Uh, So metaphysical foundationalism, um, We have that word foundation in there. And that basically says what it's about, right? Metaphysical mm-hmm. foundationalism says there's some fundamental facts which ground all the other facts, okay? You can say a fact is fundamental in the sense that I have in mind here if nothing else grounds that fact, okay? So we've been talking about facts grounding other facts, but it might be the case that some facts aren't grounded in any, anything else, right? Um, uh, like, I don't know, the fact that one plus one equals two, I don't know. Uh, just You can probably think of facts which seem true, but nothing makes them true, right? Um, or nothing grounds them being true. And those would be fundamental facts. And again, metaphysical foundationalism says there's some fundamental facts that ground all of other facts. So in this paper, I basically just um, give some reasons to think metaphysical foundationalism might be true, kind of abstract reasons, but uh, good reasons nonetheless. And that's what the paper's about. And then we can get into the details, what exactly is the argument, right? But that's the goal of the paper, to argue for this thesis about metaphysical foundationalism because uh, I'd say many philosophers who talk about grounding um, accept metaphysical foundationalism. They think think it's true that there are some facts that ground all other facts, but um, often there isn't really an argument for this claim. It just seems intuitively true right, um, to many people. Um, and something about that seems right, right? Uh, it seems like the alternative to be there being fundamental facts that ground all the other facts is an infinite chain of facts. Everything mm-hmm. that's grounded is grounded in some other facts or like circles of grounding facts. And many people just find that intuitively implausible, that either of those things could obtain, right? So as uh, the metaphysician Jonathan Schaffer said, if you have an infinite chain of grounding, then being would be infinitely deferred, never achieved, right? Um, uh, you know, one fact obtaining borrows its reality, you could say from whatever fact grounds that, but that second fact is grounded in a third fact, found in a fourth fact. A lot of people think that just doesn't sound right. Um, so I'm trying to give more of an argument in this paper for why we might want to think metaphysical foundationalism is true. That doesn't just appeal to, oh, the alternatives seem intuitively unappealing, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, uh, okay. So you want me to get into the details of the argument or, or have I rancid a bit too much?
0: In a minute, yes. I wanted to see, like, make sure I'm tracking with you. So thinking about mm-hmm. grounding, I was just writing as you were talking, Andrew. So if I have this right, just going back to the example of a table. So we could ask like, what composes mm-hmm. the table? Well, there's parts that compose the table like, for example, like the legs that hold up the table or, like, the flat, the, flat, the platform of the table that's on top of the legs, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So these can kind of, like, ground the table. But then there's, like, a, you could go even deeper and say, well, what composes these parts? We could point to a story of, like, um, molecules or individual pieces of woods or things like that. And you can go deeper to, like, atoms and protons and neutrons and quantum fields. Is that kind of, with grounding, is that kind of the story that we can just keep going down levels with, like, a composite object?
1: Uh, yeah, so good, good. So uh, assuming that composite objects like tables are grounded in their parts um then the foundationalist the metaphysical foundationalist would say you have to reach a bottom level right mm-hmm. you can't just keep going you can't say yeah. the table's grounded in the legs and the tabletop those are grounded in some molecules the molecules are grounded in the atoms the atoms are grounded in the subatomic particles whatever you can't do that forever okay or mm-hmm. being would be infinitely deferred, deferred ever achieved right um so that's what the foundationalist would say But Mm -hmm. if you don't accept metaphysical foundationalism, you might think it just keeps going. Maybe uh, like it's turtles all the way down, right? So the table is grounded in some parts. Those are grounded in further parts. Those are grounded in further parts forever. Um, Technically, uh, you could kind of have it both ways. You could have, say the table has an infinite level of parts, what's called gunk by philosophers, okay? Mm -hmm. Parts which all have their own parts. That doesn't technically entail metaphysical foundationalism. It only does if composite objects are always grounded in their parts. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you have the whole series of parts grounded in something else, then you, you could have metaphysical foundationalism. So Jonathan mm-hmm. Schaffer, who I mentioned earlier, he thinks maybe it could be the case that uh at like every physical object has further parts. So it's turtles all the way down. But he thinks uh, if if all of those parts are grounded in the whole universe, <laughs> then you could still have metaphysical foundationalism, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, then there's this one thing, the universe, or some fact about the universe, which grounds the infinite series of facts regarding parts, physical objects. Okay, yeah. but usually, most people think composite objects are grounded in their parts, so they would think uh, you can't have this gunk parts all the way down if you want to endorse metaphysical foundationalism.
0: Mm -hmm. So the kind of argument you're making then here, like some people want to use like contingency arguments to like argue for foundation, like looking at things like causation and things like this. But it seems like to me, like this kind of argument is very different. Like you don't need any like principle of sufficient reason or anything like that to get your um, argument going. Is is that right? Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. not not for the sort of argument I'm giving,
0: no, Uh, which I haven't described yet. But uh,
1: Mm -hmm. um, you could probably appeal to some sort of principle sufficient reason to get some sort of metaphysical foundationalism, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You could do that, you could do that. Um, You couldn't say all facts have explanations and be a metaphysical foundationalist because then it seems like you would have to have an infinite chain of facts because every fact is an explanation, right? Or every fact is grounded in some other fact. Or you'd have Mm -hmm. a circle where you might have some facts which ground themselves or grounded in some circle. And if you think that's implausible, um, yeah, then you should be a metaphysical foundationalist. But some versions of the principle sufficient reason could get you to metaphysical foundationalism. But I'm trying to say in this paper, uh, a different way, a more modest way where we don't need to appeal to some super strong metaphysical principle, really controversial principle like the principle sufficient reason.
0: Mm-hmm. We can
1: appeal to uh, some more modest principles regarding theory choice that we appeal to in both science mm-hmm. and metaphysics. Um, yeah and use that to help motivate metaphysical foundationalism.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's great. So where do you wanna take the conversation now, moving I, forward?
1: Well, okay, I should probably give the actual argument, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the topic of the paper, the title is Metaphysical Foundationalism and Theoretical Unification. So I've been talking about that first part, metaphysical foundationalism. Mm-hmm. The second part, theoretical unification describes the argument, okay? Uh, so yeah. the ar- idea is this, uh, uh, the foundationalist, the metaphysical foundationalist says there's some facts that ground all the other facts. There's some fundamental facts that ground all the other facts. And uh, it seems like they can have a simpler picture of reality, at least in one 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 respect. Um, they can simplify their total theory, right? Right. Um, by being a metaphysical foundationalist, okay? Basically what they do is they posit some fundamental facts, maybe some laws of metaphysics, laws regarding grounding, and then they can derive all the other facts which obtain, okay? And that way they simplify their total theory by uh, sort of reducing it to just the fundamental facts and the laws that allow them to derive the other facts from the fundamental facts, okay? Um, So we see... this. This phenomenon is theoretical unification. Okay, we simplify your total theory by unifying it by sort of uh, deriving some parts of the theory from other parts of the theory. So, for example, um, uh, uh, so a famous example from the history of physics would be, um, you know, uh, you have new sorry Kepler's laws of planetary motion. Okay, so um, astronomers studied the way that celestial bodies move throughout the sky. Kepler came along and posited just like a few very simple laws, which accurately seem to accurately describe how the planets orbit the sun, how the solar system works, right? Um, that was great, right? He had, he had like simplified things, right? Um, hey, it can, turns out you can derive a lot of stuff about the movement of heavenly bodies from just a few simple laws. Then Newton came along, simplified it even further. So Newton had these laws of, uh, laws of motion um, which described the motion of all physical objects, not just planets around the sun, right? It described the movements of planets around the sun and the movements of apples on Earth, right? Apples falling to the ground. Uh, and with just these few simple laws, it seemed like he could describe pretty much everything, um, including uh, noteworthily, it was a noteworthy fact you could derive Kepler's laws of planetary motion from Newton's laws of general motion, right? Now, it turned out Newton was wrong, right? Those laws are only approximately true. But you can see why that seemed like a good thing, right? This theoretical unification. Mm -hmm. Uh, Newton posits just a few laws, you can derive a ton of other stuff from just those laws. Simplifies our total theory. And I'm I'm just saying the foundationalists is doing pretty much the same thing, right? You posit a few, Mm or it might not be a few fundamental facts. I don't know how many there are. You just say, you posit the fundamental facts, you derive everything else. Um, and that seems like it simplifies our total theory. So that's, that's one reason to accept metaphysical foundationalism. Now, um, defending that argument, it gets a little more complicated. I don't know how many of the details I should get into, but, uh, that's the basic idea.
0: Mm-hmm. So thinking about it, metaphysical foundationalism, that's the idea, especially looking at like in this case the phenomena of grounding saying like we have good reason to think that like it's not going to be just like all the way down like an infinite regress turtles all the way down but yeah. it seems like or there's a be things to, or a circle okay but yeah. there's going to be some sort of like metaphysical like foundation when we look at the relationship of grounding mm-hmm. and what you're mm-hmm. trying to argue is like well there's got to be some sort of the best well the best explanation is going to be something that unifies all these different like fundamental things like whether it's like quantum fields or protons neutrons or quarks or whatever's going on here at the seem the parent mm-hmm. fundamental level it seems like it'd be better if there was some like unifying account that explains all of that, whatever that fundamental stuff is. Is that kind of what you're trying to get at?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Um, it seems like that's, that's a, that's a good thing, right? Cause we simplify mm-hmm. our total theory and it's good to simplify our total theory, right? This is uh, yeah. similar to Occam's razor, right? Um, mm-hmm. Simply theories are other things being equal, more likely to be true. So uh, well, unifying, your theories is one way to make them simpler. Hey, guess what? Metaphysical foundationalists seem to be doing that when they derive all facts from their fundamental facts. So boom, that's a paper, and that's a reason to accept metaphysical foundationalism. Mm
0: -hmm. So how would you respond? Oh, sorry. I was just just gonna say,
1: I I don't say what the fundamental facts are. Um, Mm -hmm. That's an interesting question, right? But metaphysical foundationalism by itself doesn't say what the fundamental facts are, right? It just says Mm -hmm. there are some fundamental facts which ground all other facts. Sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm.
0: No, no, I'm sorry to interrupt. One thing I was thinking about is, it's like, how would you respond to someone that says like, okay, I can accept this like foundational approach. Like, why shouldn't we just stop it? Like when we are looking at grounding, maybe the fundamental level layer, just like the quarks or a quantum, like quantum field or something like that. And that's yeah. it. Like why, why need to go any further? Uh,
1: well, no, I mean, that sounds like it would be a version of metaphysical foundationalism,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's,
1: that's compatible with what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. That's a version of, yeah. If you can really derive all the facts about reality, from facts about like uh, quarks or strings or fields or whatever, um, that's pretty good. That sounds like kind of what Newton was doing, right? Um, mm-hmm. Unifying our total picture of reality. So, uh, simply, yeah. So, I mean, you might there might be reasons to think that's not true. Maybe uh, those fundamental physical facts can't capture some facts, right? Like mental mm-hmm. facts or whatever. Um, but simply, but but uh, you know, simply as a metaphysical foundationalist, that's fine, right? That sounds like a version of metaphysical foundationalism. Um, so uh, as far as I'm concerned here in this paper, I'd be fine with that. If, if you really could ground all facts and facts about quarks or whatever, that's great. That's metaphysical foundationalism. Um, mm-hmm. And look, you can see how that simplifies things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You don't need to, if you wanna give a fundamental description of reality, you don't need to mention tables and uh, dogs and stuff. You just say what's going on with all the quarks, and you're like, maybe you give some laws regarding grounding, right? Regarding how some things ground other things, and then boom, you're done describing reality because from those two components, you could in principle derive everything else. Um, you could in principle derive what all the dogs are doing, what all the tables are doing, right? Um, because those would be grounded in facts regarding the quarks. Um, so if you could do that, that's great. That sounds like you're simplifying things, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So I wonder then, probably the way we're talking, we're probably make, um, making some theists a little bit uneasy here, wondering like, well, where's the need for God to explain things? Like if we think of God as like so, um, the source of all being or God, like what, what room is there for God here?
1: Yeah, so, uh, so theism is one thesis and then metaphysical foundationalism, it's a different thesis. I mm-hmm. don't think one entails the other, right? You could be, a metaphysical foundationalist and believe in God or not believe in God, or you could be a theist and you might endorse metaphysical foundationalism or you might not, right? Um, you might think there are some infinite grounding chains or some circles of grounding chains or whatever. Uh, so the theses you know they, they're kind of independent of one another, and you can endorse one but not the other. Um, but there are some connections, right? So Some theists think uh, facts about God really ground everything, okay? So the traditional claim in theism is God creates everything, right? So God would be causally responsible for everything other than God, right? Um, But some theists go further. um, They might endorse something, something like absolute creation. No, all facts are like God is responsible for all facts, okay? That includes moral facts, mathematical facts, Logical facts, any facts you can think of, God's responsible for that. Um, that would be a version of metaphysical foundationalism. It sounds like to me, right? Where you have some fundamental facts about God that ground literally everything else. But uh, so you could go that route, but I, I think I think I think many theists aren't going to want to go that far, right? They'd say, yeah, God grounds a lot of stuff. Facts about God grounds a lot of stuff. But maybe, but like logical facts, come on. Like uh, mm-hmm. that modus ponens is valid, that if if you have the statement A, if A then B, and then you have a second statement A, you can derive B, right? That's modus ponens. Um, it seems like that's true, that that sort of argument works, right? But mm-hmm. God has no say in whether that sort of argument works. It, it just does, right? Um, um, maybe that's a fundamental fact, right? That that sort of argument is logically valid. And you don't need, even if you believe in God, you don't need God to explaining that, right? Um, So I think think lots of theists would be fine with that sort of idea, that uh, God doesn't ground everything, right? God creates everything that exists, maybe, but God doesn't ground every single fact. And then you may or may not be a metaphysical foundationalist if you think that way. Maybe you think there's still some fundamental facts which ground everything. It's just some of those fundamental facts don't concern God, right? They concern like pure logic or pure mathematics or whatever and then uh and then uh, uh or you might think uh, uh there's some infinite grounding chains or c- circles of grounding that God's not involved in, but uh that doesn't mean you don't believe in God right <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. so I'd say, what's the relationship between metaphysical foundationalism and theism? I'd say there's some similarities, but they're they're not the same thesis, and um there's different combinations you can endorse endorsing one but not the other or combining them in certain ways but Mm -hmm. um but yeah so there's no neat relationship between the two Mm pieces.
0: yeah i think that's great so i'm wondering then going back to like theoretical unification just going back to the idea of like saying that you're the end of the story is like say like quarks or fields or something along those lines um Mm-hmm. would you think there'd be a very like theoretically unified theory of things? Obviously that's like a metaphysical, like foundationalism, like if that's compatible with that, like how is that going to fit when looking at the idea of like theoretical unification, looking at a story that's kind of yeah. like that.
1: It seems like that would unify your total view of the world, at least in one way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You're like, uh, you're like, you, you want to say like, I want to describe all of reality. Right. That's mm-hmm. like, that's my goal. Um, One way to do that is just sort of list every fact there is. Like, this table is wood. Like, that TV is on. Like, this particle is floating here, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But that's going to take forever, right? So you could describe everything much more quickly by, like, compressing it. You could say, actually, if I simply describe what the quarks are doing, and I describe facts about, like, laws of grounding, how, how things ground other things, then that's it. That's all I would need to describe if all the facts are grounded in facts about the quarks, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it seems like you are simplifying your description of reality, right? You're still describing everything. Um, if I describe what's going on with all the quarks in this room and all the laws about grounding in this room, then I you could figure out what's happening with my TV, right? You can figure out if it's on or off, right? Simply because you could see, well, if the quarks are like this, then the TV's on. If the quarks are like that, and the TV's off. Um, so uh, so yeah, if, if you really think we can derive everything from facts about say like fundamental particles, physical particles, that would that does seem like in one way, that's a good thing, right? You really are simplifying our total view of the world. I mean, you, you just might have other objections to that. You might think, well, um, there's reasons to think there's non-physical objects like God, or you might think it's even simpler to derive all the facts about quarks from facts about God, right? Then you're, saying, then you're unifying even further, right? Then you're not describing a gajillion quarks, you're describing one thing, God. Um, and maybe say like facts about God, explain what's going on with the quarks. Right? Um, yeah, so, th- so there's, I'm, I'm not saying we have at the end of the day, great reasons to endorse this view that all facts are grounded in facts about quarks or whatever, right? But that is a version of metaphysical foundationalism, which I think at least in this one way, has something going for it right and it's unified it's mm-hmm. simple um and that's that's one reason to accept it
0: mm. yeah i think it's interesting and i share like an intuition where i think about like the idea of saying like maybe it's just quirks all the way down uh or not all the way down but like that's the end of the story when we're looking at like mm-hmm. that's our foundation and i was thinking as you were talking I'm like you showed me before you show me your view of hong kong from there and it's like <clears> i'm thinking like how many quirks does it take up to build to make up all of hong kong and I'm like, oh, yeah. God only knows how big of a number that would be. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about like the whole universe. If it, we're going to say it's like quarks or fields or something like that, it seems weird yeah. that it's going to be like a precise number that's going to be astronom- astronomically huge. But then it yeah. seems like finite. Like to me, that seems like just like a weird, like, I mean, it, it's not like logically incoherent, but it just seems like to me that's yeah. kind of a weird way to like end the story of reality.
1: Yeah. Well, you might say, hey, it doesn't sound very simple. Right? But here's <laughs> the thing. It is simpler than trying to describe all the physical facts. So mm-hmm. let's say uh, you describe all the physical facts in Hong Kong, right? You would mention every single one of these quarks and you'd mention the buildings, the window mm-hmm. panes, right? Yeah. The shoes, the dogs, the vomit that's constantly on the sidewalk from drunks throwing up. So uh, you'd mention all these other physical facts as well. And it does seem simpler to just describe the quarks and show how all the other facts can be derived from the facts about quarks, right? Mm-hmm. So you're right, it's still a complex picture of reality, but uh, it does simplify things if you can derive some facts from other facts. Um, and you know, I mean, I was inspired by this whole argument by, uh, by some stuff people say about theism, right? So uh, by Richard Swinburne, one thing he likes to emphasize when he argues for the existence of God, right, is uh, uh, theism is a relatively simple hypothesis that can mm-hmm. explain a lot of other things, okay? Um, So that's exactly the sort of unification I'm talking about here, right? Where you try to derive a lot of facts from this relatively simple set of facts regarding God, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. So that sort of argument was, I mean, that's ultimately, that was the inspiration for this argument of of mine regarding grounding, right? Uh, Swinburne had in mind more causation, right? Like facts about God could explain why a physical universe exists, could causally explain why the universe has the properties it has why it's fine-tuned for life but it has conscious creatures in it whatever um so uh it's, it's not quite the same thing right but, but i'm saying that insight regarding unification and theism i think um can provide a more general insight regarding grounding and metaphysical foundationalism and that's what i wanted to talk about here yeah
0: yeah i think it's great so i think it, there's something right about like thinking like of God is something that could ground everything else is like a simple theory because you have one God instead of like 18 gaz- trillion gazillion protons grounding everything, yeah, yeah. But what, yeah, do you want to elaborate on that? Oh, no, 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 I'm just nodding. So, yeah. one thing I was thinking about though is like if we want to say like it's this, like God grounds everything, one of the things I thought about like from the beginning is like just going back to the table, like say there's one table and then there's like five parts that like compose that table and 25 subparts and going all the way down, you're gonna have gazillions of whatever the fundamental like atoms whatever are the ground the table are um so we keep going and there's like gazillions of this and then there's one god like it seems to me like there's a progression of um things getting like there's more and more of like little things composing other things so mm-hmm. if you follow that if you do you understand what i'm saying with that okay so then if you do then it seems weird to say oh there's like a gazillion fields and then there's one god that grounds the fields like it seems like it's going the opposite direction of things getting like of there being more and more of things as we're going down the grounding chain
1: Hmm, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, but, uh, uh, so what, uh, <laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> I, I tell you, like we're still simplifying our total theory, right, Yeah. Uh, if, we, if we really can derive all these otherwise unconnected things from God or whatever, or from quarks, either way, that sounds like we're heading in the right direction, right? We're simplifying yeah. our total theory. Uh, yeah. And you know, uh, Jonathan Schaffer, a metaphysician I mentioned a couple of times today, mm-hmm. uh, he does something similar with the whole universe. So he has this thesis, priority monism, where he says, um, all the physical facts are grounded in the facts regarding the universe as a whole, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Like this one gigantic physical object composed of everything, that grounds everything else, okay? Um, that's, that's like in some ways similar to what theists say, right? So theists say, God, this one thing can explain a lot of other things. Well, Schaffer mm-hmm. is saying that about the universe as a whole. You posit this one big physical object, and somehow that can explain everything happening with the smaller physical objects, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't remember why I brought that up, but uh, but you know, it's it, it's a similar idea, right? Um, mm-hmm. You're you're simplifying things, you're unifying things, your total picture of the world um, that can either involve God or subatomic particles or potentially one giant big physical object, right? There's a bunch of different ways to do it.
0: Hmm. yeah that's great that's really good i like your response there and i think there is something like um very simple about saying like one god instead of having like gazillions of fields or whatever at the fundamental level um yeah oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. so anything else andrew you want to bring up here i feel like we've covered our bases pretty well any other uh, things you want to talk about with regards to this paper grounding before we close out here
1: uh yeah you know it's interesting i just had a paper accepted that, argues, that gives an argument for the opposite conclusion uh, huh. <laughs> for, for there being some grounding circles. And I huh. think it's probably wrong, but I don't know what's wrong with it. So I just published both papers. Uh, um, so uh, maybe I'll just briefly mention that, just I don't know, it's interesting and In pretty yeah. quick succession, I published papers that conflict with each other. Um, <laughs> uh, so this one's kind of abstract, it's about what's called conditional probabilities. So the probability of A given B, okay? So the probability that I'm the murderer, given that my fingerprints were on the gun, right? Um, These are conditional probabilities. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: So just in this forthcoming paper, I'll argue, I I think sometimes um, a conditional probability A given B is grounded in what's called the inverse conditional probability. So the probability of A given B is grounded in the probability of B given A. And it goes the other way, right? It goes both ways. They ground each other. So I get some arguments for that. Um, And if that's right, then metaphysical foundationalism is false, right? Because uh, that's a grounding circle, right? Neither of those Mm -hmm. facts is fundamental. Um, uh, So I think there's probably something wrong with that argument, but I don't know what it is. So uh, I don't know. Look that up once it's out. It's coming out in Philosophy of Science pretty soon, probably. The Journal Philosophy of Science. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, this is fun stuff to think about, kind of abstract, you know, there's actually a lot of jokes that philosophers are talking about grounding and stuff too much. Right. It's like Hmm. a joke at this point that like in philosophy journals, half the papers are just about grounding, uh, (laughs) these days. Um, and then I think many people say that because they think this stuff is so, it gets boring after a while, right? It's so abstract, right? Uh, mm-hmm. but, I, but I do think these issues about grounding are connected with other issues we might care about, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, like I don't know, the philosophy of probability or theism or um, lots of other stuff. I mentioned moral grounding earlier. What grounds the fact that some moral claim is true? Um, so the reason we're interested in grounding is because grounding is everywhere, right? Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's all over the place. So I don't know. I think that's one thing I'd just like to say. That's why I find these issues interesting. Um, it can seem very, very abstract talking about this A ground B, this B ground A, right? Very abstract. But um, when we talk about grounding, we're talking about a real worldly phenomenon that just occurs all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the reason I think we should be interested in these issues.
0: Yeah. yeah I think you're spot on there, Andrew. Cause thinking about it, like, when we look at grounding, like, if it's a true, like, description of the world, then we're talking about, like, the fundamental layer of reality, or we can get there, with met- like, metaphys- yeah. metaphysical foundationalism, like, it can show us and, like, paint a picture of, like, what, like, the foundational level of all of reality looks like, and, like, theist, atheist, agnostic, I think, like, you should care about that, like, that's pretty important to think about what is, like, yeah. at the rock bottom of the world, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is super relevant. Yeah, well, a Andrew, week. thank you so much for joining me, man. Is there any way people can like follow you or connect with you um, or anything like that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I, I have a website where I put my papers. That's, that's like the main thing. Or, or you know, um, a good place to find information about philosophers is philpeople.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of philosophy papers on there on all sorts of different subjects. So um, I also post my papers on there. Um, so if you're interested in these subjects, I really recommend you go on yeah, philpapers.org. And start looking up this stuff, grounding or metaphysical foundationalism or any of the other stuff we talked about. Um, There's a lot to read.
0: Yeah. Well, Andrew's paper is going to be linked in the description when this comes out. So I encourage people to check it out. And yeah, that's all for today. Encourage people to check it out. It's really interesting stuff to think about, like God and grounding and foundations Mm -hmm. and unification and all these like really fun things. And I think this was great. So encourage everyone to check that out. If you're new here, always encourage you to subscribe, leave a like, all that fun stuff. And if you value our content, uh, please consider becoming a patron. You can do as literally as just a dollar a month, pennies a day, um, would help us support a lot. But that's it for today. Thank you so much and God bless. We'll see you all next right. time. Thanks.